Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Patreons, man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs, we're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis, typically I just do it directly to the stem personally instead of a DM. But man, I've grown in what five weeks of doing the sports betting, and the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, I'm starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2 and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about some veterans. That's right, veteran winners and losers. Everybody's talking about rookies. We've been talking about nothing but rookies, but we got to talk about some veterans, uh, some winners, and some losers. And a guy that's always been a winner, he is my co host. You know him as the man of the hour, and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, how are you recording live on YouTube on a Monday? Listen, it's good. A little change of pace. I get you just a a hair earlier, uh, which is awesome for me. And, you know, I get to talk football. And it's not rookies. You know, we're we're doing what we do. The world zigs, we sort of zag a little bit. I I don't want to say we're the the largest contrarians in the dynasty space, but – you know, there's a hateful a, a, sons of bitches is what others would call us too. Man, I, I don't know about that, but I do know that our boy Dallas has been killing the rookie content on the Monday edition of the rookie rundown. He talked about post rookie draft, undrafted free agents, and uh, some taxi stashes. So go back and check that out from Monday the 16th. And before we get into the body of the show, YouTube, if you had been subscribing with notifications turned on you would have already known this show had dropped monday night you could have listened to it on tuesday morning you could have already had this in your queue so jerry youtube you join me on a monday if you're a podcast consumer you had to wait two additional days i mean come on every everybody loves a sneak preview man if you could get we, we talked about this i think it was last week if you could get christmas presents a little earlier i mean you're always going to take one right at least one. We used to have the rule that on uh, Christmas Eve, one. One present on Christmas Eve. But yeah, we're recording a day early because I am doing a guest spot with uh, with Rocky over on the Trade Addicts pod. So Jerry was kind enough to facilitate that guest spot by recording live on a Monday. But again, YouTube, subscribe. If you're a podcast listener, you're already subscribed to the podcast. Thank you. If you're new, hit the subscribe button on... Apple, I think it's called the follow button. It's like social media. Kind of weird, but what the hell? Just follow everywhere. I, I think we're going to go on a full TikTok ban 
Maybe until Memorial Day. We are TikTok. We are tick free. I have no ticks until at least Memorial Day. Jerry, how's that feel? Uh, it feels good. You know. I'm trying to get Dallas to be like the official TikToker of the the Dynasty Wars. <laughs> no, he wants me. no, he wants no part of it. I, mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it's him or Kyle. It'll have to be him or Kyle, Doctor Kyle. We'll see which one of the guys we can get to be the TikToker. But subscribe everywhere. Just go to Dynasty Warzone. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, you'll find us there. But, uh, Jerry, do you know what time it is? What is the time, Mr. Young? It is time for everybody's favorite segment, Good People, Bad Tweets. Now, this tweet was brought to me by one of our very own patrons. Now, Jerry, I don't like giving you a heads up. You like giving me a heads up because I want your honest reaction when I when I read this out. True. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I think. All right, Britt. You know, uh, he, I, well, I won't say which patron, you know, he was like, this is a, this is a lady. I'm like, we're an equal opportunity shop here at the Dynasty Warzone. Correct. It, 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 yeah, man, woman, beast, whatever. We don't care. You, if you put it out there on the Twitter box and it's not looking good, we will call you on it. We will not discriminate. So Britt says, I'm probably going to get skewered for this. Yes, you are. But I will start again. I'm probably going to get skewered for saying this. But here goes. Here goes Britt indeed. Patrick Mahomes may not be an every week starter this season. We saw him struggle a bit last year. Now the loss of a primary weapon and the newly beefed up AFC West. I don't know if he's matchup proof anymore. Now, for those of you not subscribed to YouTube, I actually visibly saw Jerry's reaction to, to Britt's take. And you can follow Britt at Britt underscore Flynn with an I, F-L-I-N-N. Remember, be nice. But, Jerry, I, I saw this from one of our patrons, and I was like, see, see, th- th- this is why you're going to get skewered. If you know you're going to get skewered, it, that, that's uh, Herm Edwards, uh, former coach of the, of the Jets and very famous for don't hit send. You know, you either have to delete the tweet because there's no edit feature yet. I think Elon Musk could be coming with that for us. There's no edit feature, Britt. You got to think this through. Jerry, you ever posted a tweet like that? Wish like, dear God, what have I done? I mean, mostly it's Facebook posts from like 12 years ago. So I go through my memories and I can delete them all. This is one of those ones in 2032. If I saw it, I would 100% delete it because this. Like, what what do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to fall to? Would be my question. Like, let's assume that we're talking about one QB because there's an absolute, not a scenario where in a super flex league, that Patrick Mahomes falls out of that scenario. Going to fall behind like Derek Carr. I don't know. I just, I can't well, see I, I mean, Obviously, obviously I don't think Britt was referring to super flex. No, this, this she, she, she was, uh, she did not denote. I think she means one QBs, but I'm just like, how many matchups have, have you ever thought to yourself, man, I can't play Patrick Mahomes? Now, I don't have a Rotoviz subscription. I'll be honest. I, I only pay for the best, and I would pay for tools that I would actually use. I mean, for me personally, because I, I am this damn good, for me, paying for Rotoviz would be like paying for a hooker and only do a missionary. It's not something that I'm really going to do. It's not what I, that's not what I sign up for. But I know they have a tool 
which allows you to look at players in and out of game scripts with certain players. So I believe Patrick Mahomes has never struggled to be a QB1 with or without Tyreek Hill. I think that was Britt's point. I think there's some concern, but we did add Sky Moore. We did add Juju. We did add uh, MVS, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. You know, I think there's enough there. McCole I, I, Hardman, you know, I, I still Maybe. think, I, I still think, that, well, I, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a total sum game. Is Travis Kelsey and Juju and Sky Moore and McCole uh, Hardman and MVS, is that better than what they had most recently of, yes, Tyreek Hill, but then you had Byron Pringle? I mean, it, it, it's the whole thing. This is not so much about the loss of Tyreek Hill. This is just a bad take. That's the only way to sum it up. There's, there's never just, I, there's what what de, what defense could he be playing? I mean, he'd have to play like the 2000 Ravens, followed by the 85 Bears, followed by like the 70s Steel Curtain Steelers, the Doomsday Dallas defense. All these classic defenses in a row. I mean, last time I checked, she she mentioned the division. The Raiders' defense is cheeks, right or wrong. No, you're right. Denver's defense is pretty good, but it's not enough to ever stop Patrick Mahomes. We're actually going to talk about this division in the body of the show. Britt, I don't know you. I'm going to make sure I follow you, but this is the time where you don't get cute. You know, if if, if you'd have said Aaron Rodgers without, without Devontae Adams, is not an every week starter. And the one QB, you know, a couple of years ago, that was a fair take. Because what was it, 2019? Before LaFleur was there, the last year of um, McCarthy? McCarthy. There, there was some struggles with, with Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think that could be the case even this year. But I can tell you that there's not a planet in which we live on. I mean, I mean seriously, I, I will end my portion of this on this. Have you seen Space Jam, the good one with Michael Jordan, not that piece of dog shit with LeBron James, the good one? Have you seen I mean, the good I ha- one? I haven't seen the LeBron one, so I will I will save my opinion for it. But yes, I have seen. I've not the seen it Jordan either. One. You know why? Because it's terrible. <laughs> I don't have to see it. <laughs> have you seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I'll give you the classic line: Samuel L. Jackson and sewer rat could taste like pumpkin pie, but I'm never going to know because I'm never going to eat the filthy motherfucker. And that's how I feel about Space Jam. It it, it could be Taxi Driver. It could be the God, but I'm never going to know because I'm never going to watch it. But back to the original Space Jam, the good Space Jam, the one with Michael Jordan. If the Monstars came down and instead of hoops, we had to play one game of football to save our planet. How many quarterbacks are you choosing not named Patrick Mahomes? it's 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 a small list for sure. Maybe Josh Allen, but then again, I remember Patrick Mahomes beating Josh Allen with 13 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, he did. That was that was his struggles last year. Apparently, I, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just saying, there's not a world in which we live, Britt, where you would ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever bench Patrick Mahomes. I see where you're going. You put some thought in. Who the hell are you benching him for? That's that's an even. I mean, who do you have? And, and where did you draft him in, in a one QB in a redraft? I mean, if you if you had to draft what Patrick Mahomes in like the third, yeah, and in most leagues the third, did you turn it around and draft Kyler in the fourth? 
I mean, in which case, that's just that's bad strategy. If that's you did, a, yeah. If you have a quarterback so good, you can bench Patrick Mahomes. The rest of your team may be in in trouble <laughs> because you went quarterback too early, and then you doubled that bad process down. A lot of ways you could have went, Britt. So glad that you love fantasy football as much as we do. But I want you to go back and revisit that tweet and as little as now. Now would be good. But, uh, Jerry, that was good people. Britt's good people. That's a bad tweet. It was a bad tweet. And I want to thank one of our patrons for bringing that tweet to my attention. And speaking of patron, that's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, me and Neil, the official admin of the Dynasty Warzone, we're cooking up patron 14. I, I don't I don't know what the the I mean we've got like Scott Fishbowl eleven scoring leagues we've got IDP leagues we've got tag team leagues where we have co commissioners I don't know what me and Neil would cook up what do you want uh, listen I am just going to let the masters take this over also while we're talking about Scott Fishbowl you know if you have not signed up and you are listening to Dynasty Warzone go to scottfishbowl.com and sign yourself up. Uh, I have not. I think we got to do an eliminator. Yet. We should get with John Bosch, and we should That's do. Like, we didn't do one last year. We should do an no, eliminator. True. We we can uh, we we can put you and me and Neil in there, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll like draft is like a, like a triumphant like like a tri uh, like whatever a three is triumvirate triumvirate. There you go. I, I was on the right track. Wrong pronunciation. Like, you're 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 Julius Caesar. I can be Crassus. It'll be great. I don't even know what the blue hell you're talking about. But anyway, this <laughs> is was, a, a long-winded way to talk about patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I uh, still think it's the best value. Now, my opinion's biased, but I think it's the best value in premium Dynasty content. I think you get a lot for the money. Uh, patron League, chance to be in a Patron League with me or Jerry or both. Uh, the group chat, which is hopping 24 hours a day, thanks to our friends in Europe and Australia and all over this uh, blue marble we call Earth, and then there's the bonus podcast, and just a, a lot, a lot for little money. So check out the patron. I mean, you know how much you get it for? You can travel about 25 miles on the freeway one time in a in a in a, in a 1999 <laughs> Chevy Saturn, or or you can have an entire month of everything that Randall just said. I, I mean, it, it, it's. I think we get better mileage yeah. than, a, than a 99 Saturn. I feel that. I feel like that. I think that's right. So so come check it out. Come check out the value. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's how we grow the show. All right, Jerry. We're going to talk veterans, winners and losers. Now, I can't speak for Jerry. Now, I had a process to this. In fairness, I did choose the topic. In fairness, I did choose my players first. So Jerry really probably had to dig. So what I did is I, I didn't want to say, well, Kirk Cousins was a winner. Well, that's fine, but nobody wants Kirk Cousins, especially in a one QB league. Hell, I can barely get anyone to trade for Kirk Cousins in a super flex league or a two QB league. So I really went with guys that their situation really moved and they're really in like that middle pocket of their career. They're mostly, most of the guys I chose are between like year three and six. I believe of their career where that their their dynasty value for the most part is like right in the the prime of their powers. Now, Jerry, how many guys did you come up with? So I know how to do this math. I got all six. And honestly, you only had one guy that I was going to take. And that was a loser. So it's all right. Losers are losers. You want to start with winners or you want to start with losers? Oh, yeah. I think you got to start with winners. Okay. I'll let you go first. Who was your, your first winner? 
Well, I went one guy that was outside of your sort of age range that you said, because it's an old man. But I think he had a good time. And that's Matt Ryan of your Colts. He gained another wide receiver. He has Michael Pittman now. He's got Jonathan Taylor behind him. He's got good value. He's going to be really cheap because he's old and on a new team. I am almost certain that if I do any startup drafts and I'm going to try and win in 2022, Matt Ryan's going to be my QB2 or QB3 for sure. I just I, I think he, he could have done a lot worse. They got uh, – Two big guys. I mean, Michael Pittman's big. Pierce is 6'3-ish, I think, off the top of my head, maybe 6'2". I mean, they got a tight end. I mean, it's sitting pretty. I mean, they, I, 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 know, know. I, I know it's training camp video. So, you, I mean, hell, it's not even training camp. It's rookie shorts and T-shirt camp video. Yeah. But I will tell you, uh, there were some nice thumb. So the, the Colt social media department did a much better job of making Alec <laughs> Pierce look like something than Miami right. did with Tua. I mean, this kid is every bit the athlete that his player profile would make him out to be. And this is a big receiving core. You know, depending on the health of Paris Campbell, he's the smallest guy. He's like six foot, like 195. Mm-hmm. You got Michael Pittman, 6'4". You got Pierce, 6'3". You got Jelani Woods, 6'7". Mo Alley-Cox, 6'6". I mean, this is a group of big dudes. So, so in, the, in, the red, in the red zone, well, here's the thing. You know, what, you, wanna, you know what else big dudes do when they're not catching passes? They block. They block pretty damn well. They block pretty well. You know, so Matt Ryan, he got a, a rookie left tackle, a good offensive line with Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. I don't know who's going to play, I believe, the right guard position, but this is a pretty good offensive line. True. Good good blocking tight ends. Big wide receivers. Michael Pittman loves the block. I think you're right. I, I almost went Matt Ryan, but I felt like both that as a Colts fan and as a uh, – I wanted to come across as a non-bias. If See, I was, I was going to pick Pittman at first, but then I, I, I thought that Matt Ryan actually improved a little bit more than he did. Because he, he – I mean, Pittman did get a second-round competition. Granted, I don't think it's all that big of a deal, but I, I feel like Matt Ryan benefits a ton, and he's cheap. You know, Michael Pittman is not cheap. I think his value got a nice boost. Well, I, I did uh, – we did the, was it the – the, oh, my gosh, the, the Junkies podcast with um, Jesse and Brian the other day. And if you do a dynasty best ball league in your rookie draft, I think that puts so much more value on Alec Pierce. He He's going to be a guy with 4-4 speed that I think he could be the game breaker for the Colts offense that they've wanted Paris Campbell to be the last couple of years. Going to be fascinating to see how the Colts offense, but you're right. I think if Phillip Rivers replicates the season that, um, excuse me, Matt Ryan replicates the season that Phillip Rivers had a couple of years ago where he had like 4,400 yards and 27 touchdowns and was like a like a QB in the teens, like that, you know, 13, 14, 15. That's a steal where you'll be able to acquire him in startups and in one QB league. So uh, I don't hate that. I, I went young. Um, I went boom bust. Let me ask you a question real quick before we get into this. Are you buying or selling Matt Ryan on an existing dynasty? Uh, I'm probably buying him just because he's cheap. As a contender, and- I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, even if you're a rebuilder, I, I think you can have an argument for buying him and then flip, flipping him in season. 
you know, once once he has a, a 26-point game, 22-point game, strings a couple of them in a row, I think you'll be able to get some nice value. Pair it with I, your I, second, get a late first, maybe move up a couple picks because of it. I think that's a good deal. All right. Well, my, my guy was Zach Wilson of the the New York Jets. And I think this one kind of feels obvious. Yep. But it doesn't make it any less true. Now, for me, Zach Wilson's not much of a buy because everybody knows. Everyone knows that that he, first of all, he came into camp kind of jacked. Put on 15 pounds, looks visibly bigger, which you, you got to love that. Uh, I will say there is a pro football focus, a PFF you know data set out there that says if a QB doesn't break out in year two, he really doesn't break out at all. It pretty much mm-hmm. winds up being flounder city. I think the the exception is going to be a guy I'm going to talk about here in, in just a few minutes. But as opposed to a guy that I, he's not my loser but could have been like a Justin Fields, I mean, the Jets, to their credit, went all in on their young signal caller. You already brought Corey Davis in last year. Okay, check. Drafted Elijah Moore last year at the second pick of the second round. Check. Bring in Garrett Wilson this year with the 110. Check. You draft two tight ends. Excuse me, you you draft a tight end, one that Greg Cosell, one of my favorite legendary film grinders, comped to, to George Kittle coming out. So you have to like that. They also brought in C.J. Uzoma. They brought in Tyler Conklin. They brought in a guard, Lakin Conklin. They drafted Brees Hall. It's like this guy got upgrades everywhere. Wide receiver two, upgrade. Wide receiver three, you know, because it's a weak link system. As the rest of the wide receivers get better, everybody, you know, plays down a role, should be an advantage. They also re-signed Braxton Berrios, who had like a nice little run at the end of the season. So this offense is loaded. And here's the one thing that you're not hearing a lot of, but you heard it here first on the Dynasty Wars Zone. You know why, Jerry? Why is that? Because we're that damn good at this. It's year two in the Shanahan system. You know, this is the same system. We just mentioned Matt Ryan. His year two in the Kyle Shanahan system. Now, this is Shanahan by way of LaFleur, but it's all the same system. It was Mike Shanahan to Kyle Shanahan to to McVay to LaFleur. So it's... It's very incestuous, this system. Now, this is Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike LaFleur, who runs the Jets' offense. But the year two in this offense is the big step forward. And Aaron Rodgers had it. Matt Ryan had it. Jared Goff had it. Just about Jimmy Garoppolo had it, except he gets hurt all the time. But everybody who's got the full year two in this offense has seemed to take a step forward because they're more familiar with it. You add all these pieces. For me... I think that's the reason why I'm super high on Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? And have you heard the LaFleur second year in this offense comment anywhere else? I have not, but so I absolutely, I think Zach Wilson is probably the biggest winner as far as a quarterback is concerned for every, everything that you just said. I'm going to lump in one of my losers because it's a, it's obvious and we shouldn't talk about it a ton. Andy's in this offense and it's Michael Carter. I mean, they they brought in multiple offensive talents. They brought in Brees Hall, first running back off the board. Obviously, he's going to end up falling on his face. But what I want to talk to you about is I almost put as my losers the entire Jets wide receiver core. Now, it's sort of a short-term thing. Garrett Wilson adjusting to the league. Elijah Moore got injured, still pretty young. Corey Davis has never amounted to more than like seven or 800 yards in a season but they're all going to be fighting for each other. 
do you disagree that you should be skeptical skeptical about them this season? Now, Corey Davis is going to be a, a cap cut next year. He, he's on the contract for like 11 or 12 million and the dead cap is like, you know, half a million. So they'll, they'll probably get rid of him and just go with the young guys, in which case they're going to be great buys. But I am a little trepidatious about the entire wide receiver court as, as it is currently. I mean, you, you kind of have to be, I really think that if you're trying to debate across these, across these wide receivers, it's pretty simple. You have to ask yourself, am I an Elijah Moore guy or am I a Garrett Wilson guy? It it really comes down to that. And for me, in redraft, I mean, just not to interrupt, but I think in redraft, Corey Davis might have the best season, like as gross as that is. And like as horrible as that makes your soul feel like a kick right to the teeth. I just feel like he, he's got the extra year in the offense. I mean, I guess he missed as much time as Elijah Moore for the most part. But, you know, just a veteran guy hitting his prime. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up leading that team. Jerry, as, as much as I love you like family, that is the silliest thing I've heard you say in a while. I, I mean, mean, it sucks, I, I, but I, 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 don't, I don't think it's I mean, you, you tell me you, you tell me what kind of odds you need. I'll, I'll give you the odds that Corey Davis does not lead this team in wide receiving. But just between the fact that he's not very good. Fair. And, and he gets hurt a lot. True. And if I had to put money on anyone, I think it would be Garrett Wilson. I think he would be my my lead horse. If I had to rank the wide receiver, this will blow your mind. I would say Wilson, one. Wilson to Wilson. I would say Elijah Moore, two. Braxton Berrios, three. Corey Davis, four. Now, if you told me Corey Davis led this team in touchdowns, that would not surprise me. But if you're talking yards and catches, yeah, I'll take the two young guys for sure every single day. So, I mean, so the, I'm, I'm Elijah Moore guy, but I, I just – I mean, here's I don't the thing. I think it's impossible. I, I, I think they could both be good. I mean, it was seriously – Zach Wilson can grow, yeah. I mean, with, with, with Kirk Cousins last year through week 12, Adam Thielen was like the wide receiver eight or nine, and Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver five. And I know people are down on Zach Wilson, but last year between weeks 12 and 18, remember he got hurt there for a brief stretch, yeah. but from weeks 12 through 18, he was the QB 11 in that seven-game stretch. He was a QB one in that stretch. For and you told me, you just told me we added three better tight ends because they had Ryan Griffin last year and uh, the uh, Tyler Croft were their two tight ends. But now you bring in Azoma, Conklin and the rookie Ruckert, you bring in Wilson, you bring in Hall, you bring in an additional line piece. I think Zach Wilson's got some real upside. And, and the guy did it averaging 14 and a half points a game. So that's what Ryan Tannehill averaged at that point last year. So he's the kind of guy who's got sneaky upside. And uh, I, I think he's a guy that you like. Now, you already mentioned one of your losers, the Jets wide receiver group as a whole. I'm going to stick with the quarterback position. And can I call a guy both a loser and a buy? Well, is, is that allowed? This person is. It's Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, and, and here's the thing: as the original dynasty Baker Mayfield hater, facts. I was the, uh, facts. Go back to 2017. Facts. I was. It was 18. It was 18. It was 2018, and I got so much shit. For, for hating on Baker Mayfield. I'm like, six foot tall, not very athletic. 
What's the love? Oh, you're wrong. He's the QB2 overall in the startup. Oh, here comes Odell Beckham Jr. No, he's terrible. But here's the thing. He's still one of the 32 best quarterbacks on the planet. Also true. There's not 32 guys better than Baker Mayfield. But here's the thing. They're gonna, you're going to have to wait until he gets cut. So what am I going to do? I've been out trying to scoop up Baker Mayfield. Because where's he going to go? Seattle. Well, Seattle has a guy, maybe his name is DK Metcalf. He's pretty good at football. Tyler pretty Lockett. Noah, Noah Fant. A couple, couple of running backs in uh, Penny and your boy Kenneth Walker. That's not a bad offense for a guy like Baker to plop into. So, you know, for Baker, that's a great spot. You come in, you mind your P's and Q's, you keep your yap shut, you play real well. But as of right now, he's a loser. And because he's, well, I mean, he's not a loser, loser, but he's a loser, loser, loser. But he he's the guy that, that, you know, nobody wants right now. He He's like the guy at the dinner party who like may have, may have pooped his pants or sharded. And he has to like sit in it the rest of his night, of the night because his wife's not ready to leave and, and you smell it, but you know, he's a good guy. So for me, if I can get Baker cheap, like during these rookie drafts, I, I'm in, I'm in because especially as a contender, if I've got a Deshaun Watson or I've got a, a Kyler Murray or a jo- or a mobile quarterback, a guy who runs as a big part of his production, give me Baker Mayfield as a cheap QB three four. I think it's going to pay dividends, and he's the kind of guy that I-, I think he's good enough to hang around. At some point, he's going to get a new pair of drawers, and you're going to be happy that you got him when he had it. You know that way, and then that'll be an improvement. I'm with you. I think that was a good pick. I, I-, I- he had to be one of the losers. Losers, loser. Loser, not like loser, but loser. You know, you know, he's lost enough. He has. So, so, so he doesn't need some slap dick hey, from, from Indiana, you know, pile it on. It's like, right. he's probably lost his progressive deal. Right. Now we're talking, about, his, him, we're talking about him shitting his pants. We're talking too, about him with, with his shit in his pants. <laughs> he's lost his job. I mean, I'm not here to pile on Baker. I mean, he's, he's lost a ton of dynasty value. He, he's lost a ton, but. How much do you nothing, think it'll rebound? Because he's going to get a job. That's the whole thing, though, is I I think there's this misconception out there. Here's the thing. I I, I would have to go through and, like, actually look at the teams. I think no one wants to pay him $18 bucks a year. And Cleveland's on the hook for every penny of it. So if you're Baker Mayfield, you're just waiting until the day they cut you. And the day they cut you, you can go out and take – because you're getting $18 bucks from Cleveland. Yep. So you don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from. You can really go to a situation that you find as upside as possible. And when you find that position, then you go in, you play well, and then maybe you get that contract next year because there's going to be the situation is going to roll over next year. You know, Mitch Trubisky got a job this year. Jameis Winston got a job. You and know, all, come, coming all off. of their value was, you know, pretty, and pretty, pre- pretty depressed. Yes, pretty depressed. Well, uh, give, give me a winner. I'm depressed. I'm talking about losers and depression. I need I need some positives in my life. Let's talk about a dude that was sort of left for dead. And he was going against sort of another hype sort of asset in the backfield. And he ended up winning out. And he had a great season yet again. And that's James Conner. In the draft, his competition was what exactly? He got Keontae Ingram going there. 
in the fifth round, if I remember right. Keontae Ingram. Big, was... big, big fella can get into the end zone, but you know who has a better nose for the end zone? James Conner. I, I, I honestly, and he's he's under contract for three years. That's a good offense, and they're not going to stare at him. Can I add a can I add a thing? Can, can I make yeah. your point oh, better? Oh, absolutely. As long as Kyler Murray does not have the long term contract, is Kyler inspired inspired to run more or less? But less. Exactly. He's like, screw you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not running around getting clipped. I'm not making seventy mil a year. Absolutely not. Let James Conner and you know Eno Benjamin and Ingram let these guys take the touches. I'm not running. He has no incentive to run right now because he knows that if he gets hurt again, because he's been hurt the last two years, nothing major. Uh, I think it was shoulder both years. I know it was shoulder last year for sure. But, you know, he is going to be much less inclined to run, which means not stealing touches out of the backfield, not vulturing touchdowns. I I think that's one of the low-key secret benefits of of Mr. Connor, besides being in a backfield with a Keontae, was that it? Keontae, yeah. Keontae, yeah, and fava beans, and a nice Keontae, Ingram. <laughs> of course. Listen, I, I mean, J- James Connor's good, too. Yeah, you know, he gets he gets bad rep because he was in, he came into the offense, or into the league under Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was a superstar. And then he was left for dead a little bit because he got banged up a lot. As soon as the man was healthy, he was good. And he's, he's been a solid back-end RB1, and you're getting him for back-end RB2 prices, and you have been. Now, it's going up. Don't get me wrong. But he he was absolutely a winner. They absolutely could have drafted somebody, a more higher-profile guy in Dynasty would have, you know, absolutely scooped them up and cast James Conner aside, but that didn't happen. You know, James, so I'm a, I'm a, we'll play a trivia game with you. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. James Conner missed two games. He played... 15 out of a possible 17 games. Pretty good. Where did back. where did James Conner finish on the season at the running back position? From Our, 1 to infinity, where did he finish? 8. 5. Okay. 5. See what I'm saying? He 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 missed weeks 16 and 17, which is tough cuz that was would have been your fantasy semifinals and championships in in that window, but man, are you kidding me? That that is a a steal. Because he's unsexy. I mean, not like in like a real life sense. I mean, people find what they like, they like. But I'm talking about from a football standpoint. I think it's a solid pick. So, Thank so you. I, I'm smart I, sometimes. I, I I have a winner as well, and he's a guy that I've been in debate with trying to acquire. I just can't bring myself to overpay. It's J.K. Dobbins. Hmm. You know, a guy that had a lot of uh, a lot of steam two years ago in the 2020 rookie draft. He had a middle of the road rookie season, wasn't great, but you saw flashes. You saw Found the end zone a lot. The term moments of brilliance come to mind with J.K. Dobbins. He tore the ACL, and I think there was some other ligament involvement in there as well last year. Um, they also lost the Gus bus. But then, I mean, the only real running back of note they've added was I think it's Tyler Badie, Batty. But you're the college guy, Jerry. You're supposed to be helping I mean, me out here. I, I mean, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Batty, though. I mean, it, it feels right. You know, I, I wanted to like put like some French on it, like a, uh, you know, like uh, some of that from <laughs> the Bayou. Choo, we bought a Batty. Yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. 
God, I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't watch college football. But anyway, um, they brought him in in the sixth round. It's him and the Gus bus. Yeah. You know, this is not a James – this is not a James Robinson, Travis Etienne take. Maybe those could have been your guys, but it's the same thing. Who'd they bring in? Snoop Connor. Great name, by the way. Been scooping mm-hmm. up a lot of late Snoop Connor in, in rookie drafts. And same thing with Tyler Batty. But but for, for me, this is good news for those guys that are coming off injuries. It means, you know, and we'll just go ahead and lump the Jacksonville guys in there too. It means, you know, James Robinson's probably progressing a little bit. It means that Travis Etienne's probably in great shape coming off the foot injury. And it means that the Gus Bus and the guy I'm talking about, J.K. Dobbins, probably looking pretty good in mini camp and, you know, team physicals. And, you know, that, that that's good news if, if you're in the J.K. Dobbins business. I mean, and, and why am I excited? Well, Jerry, this is the, the, the offense last year that made the corpse of Devonta Freeman look like there were legit teams at the end of the season who were playing Devonta Foreman, or excuse me, Freeman, not to be confused with Deonta Foreman, um, in their lineups. What do you think about J.K.? Uh, had, had to be, right? As long as he didn't get any high-profile guys, they didn't really sign anybody, he was always going to be a winner. I'm with you, and I'm very excited about him. I, I'm definitely higher on him than you are. I think he's got a great nose for the ball. He's a great pass catcher. Lamar Jackson needs to run less. I know it's also like the focal point of what he does, but you also need him to play in the games and you need him to not miss, you know, weeks 10 through like 17 or whatever the hell he missed last year. Jerry, you're you're a good, you're a good teammate. Can can I just tell you that real quick? So I, I did this, I accentuated your point by bringing up Kyler, his contract situation and the impact it would have on, on James Conner. And look at you doing the same for me. God, God Listen, love you, you, Jerry. You do it for a couple of years, you get all right. My guy, my guy, same team. Apparently, I'm good. Well, well hold on. I, I wanted okay, to hit you. Okay. I wanted to hit you with, with, with some Jerry. We like numbers. Yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, you loves, do because you're a nerd, but it's fine. I, 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 I am nerd horrific. I, I was gonna pull up and let you know where uh, Freeman finished. You know, toward that that back end of the season. Uh, over the last, uh, we'll call it six games, he was a, an RB2, eh, I guess technically an RB3. He was RB28. That's that's Devonta, that's the, the Devonta Freeman. Yeah. I think it's a steal. I think it's a steal getting J.K. Dobbins. Um, I tried to get him for the 107 and a 2023 second. Now, per our good friends over at the DTC, the Dynasty Trade Calculator, the official trade calculator of the Dynasty Warzone. Um, I was losing that trade by a hair, and really? I was told that was not enough. The, yeah, the, the I, G- I would have told you to piss off. Well, I mean, but how, how many other running back could I get Alvin Kamara for two firsts? I think I could. Uh, you probably can. Could I, could I, I get know. Joe Mixon? Can I get that. Joe Mixon for, for two firsts? Maybe. Can I get Aaron Jones? Can I get Aaron Jones for a first? So and why it, why would I pay two first for a guy going into year three coming off of an ACL? I hear you. It's risky business. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll sure. tell you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't I just go wipe my ass and then take a shit? In <laughs> that order. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Neither does paying two first for <laughs> J, for J.K. Dobbins, but yet that's what he's asking for. So anyway, I'm sorry. You were going to talk about someone with a good situation. Yeah. Um. His teammate Rashad Bateman. 
they got rid of Hollywood Brown, my man. I mean, I am to say that I'm excited for Hollywood Brown is a vast understatement. And yet I am getting some low ball offers on all my teams. No, you're going to need to double your offers if you think that's going to happen. But anyway, Rashad Bateman, who I'm not the biggest fan of, have never really been the biggest fan of him. I know you're not either, but he does not have a ton of competition. I mean, he, you know, it was one thing when Mark Andrews was taking sort of that same sort of role from him when there's not really other options on that offense. I feel like he is definitely going to get the targets. The question is, is has the hype got too far? And that is where I think it is because I have seen some spicy stuff like Rashad Bateman as a wide receiver one in Dynasty. And I think that is just under a bridge doing way too many drugs high. And I, I don't think we should be talking like that. Randall, he had to be a winner, right? He didn't get any competition, and he lost Hollywood Brown. Well, we're going to find out just how good this uh, young sports fan, this sure. young sportsman is. But before I give you a, a quick bit of info on Bateman, it just goes to tell you, whoever the hype beasts were this rookie season, they'll retain value. Because oh, Bateman, yeah. Bateman was, was in this camp last year. Everyone loved him. No one's willing to go backwards. So everybody says we, we must be positive on, on Bateman. It could be. 100% could be. But the only pass-catching option I want in Baltimore of any of them, Mark Andrews. I will, punt the, I will punt the rest at value. That's not to say that he's not a winner. He does fit the description. I, I, I think it's also going to be pretty impossible for – a lot of Rashad Bateman trades in Dynasty because the people that have Rashad Bateman love Rashad Bateman. Correct. And then there, so you're not getting people, cheap Rashad Bateman. No. And then there's like the people like us that let's say, you know, we've had our minds changed in Hollywood Brown, you know, whatever. The, the person that already has him is going to want to want him more than anything we're going to offer him. He's a person that's very unlikely to be traded more times than not, I would guess. Yeah, I, I think we're we're on the same page. Now, I've got to give you my running back loser. My winner was J.K. Dobbins. My loser is Antonio Gibson. Yeah. And, I, and it bums me out because I like Antonio Gibson. But when the NFL tells you something, we need to listen. This is the biggest thing that, in my opinion, hurts our fellow dynasty analysts. They feel like their opinion, they feel like they're smarter than these coaches. They feel like they're smarter than these GMs. They're a better talent evaluator. And you know what? In some cases, maybe they are. Yeah, maybe they are. M- maybe they're, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Correct. It does, you know what The Rock used to say? It doesn't matter what your opinion is. Because, because these teams, they don't care. The commanders, all they continue to do is tell you, Antonio Gibson is not getting a feature back role. So they lost a guy, J.D. McKissick, in free agency to Buffalo Bills. But wait, they talked him into coming back to Washington. Now, Jerry, would you consider Buffalo a better landing spot for any player than Washington? Buffalo or Washington? Buffalo. So, so what did this GM, what did this coaching staff have to, to do? Because I don't think the contract was that different. So what kind of role did they have to promise J.D. McKissick to get him to stay in Washington and not chase a Super Bowl versus 
going to Buffalo and being a, the pass catching back for Buffalo. What did they have to promise it? A lot of touches. Seems pretty obvious. You you are our receiving down back. And I, I know people don't like to hear it, but there was a, a certain running back they took at 98 overall, a top 100 pick in Brian Robinson out of Alabama. So let me get this straight. I understand Antonio Gibson was the RB10 on the season last year, but the guy still missed games. He's he's had games missed each of the last two seasons. And they brought in another running back. And, and, and you know, people are going to say, but, but, but Memphis, what about Cleveland? What about him? That's a good team with a good quarterback. So if Brian Robinson's coming in to take some of the between the tackles grinding and J.D. McKissick's there to take away some of the pass catching work, how much does that leave Antonio Gibson to be able to return the return on investment that you're acquiring him for in startup drafts or you know acquisition cost? For me, I just think the, the value is not there, and this is a bad team that's going to be behind. So if they're behind and McKissick's getting the passing down work, how does he score fantasy points, Jerry? I'm with you. This was the person that I mentioned that we had the same loser. Mine was also Antonio Gibson for this reason. And I think Brian Robinson is sort of a perfect compliment. You know, he, he's a guy that got quite a bit of work his senior year at Alabama, had some monster games. I think he had a huge game his freshman year in the championship. So, I mean, he's he's been on big stages. He's done big things. And Antonio Gibson, you know, like you said, what is the what is that team telling us they want to do? Whether you agree with it or not, they're telling you this man is not going to be getting 300 touches. But his, know, his I, startup value, sure as hell, is damn near up there. Yeah, it, 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 I was once told, Jerry, don't fail on open book test. No. You're, you're a special you're a special kind of dumb if you fail an open book test. So anyway, so I I think we have wide receivers left. Is that right? I said you already had the Jets as losers. You have two more winner loser. Uh, what I, you got? I, I have two losers. I actually did back to back winners because I'm a bit of a bozo. Neither of them are wide and, receivers and an optimist. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I went with one. He's he's a guy that's never really done anything. But he had some hype, and that's Albert O, not Okwabonum, or however you say his last name. You know, he was a guy that a lot of people had stashed as a tight end, and you were hoping to see him break out. The guy he was college teammates with is gone, and they brought in Greg Dulcich, who was far more productive in college than Albert O ever was. I think his senior year, he did almost twice as much as Albert O ever did in any season. You know, it was he was a bit of a stash, a bit of a, a scratch-off ticket that you were hoping that could turn into, you know, a George Kittle or, a, you know, one of those late tight end guys, Robert Tanyan, somebody. And I think they pooped on that idea. And that was just, let's see how it's at. So not a, not, a, not a spicy guy, not a big-name guy, but I wanted to hit sort of all areas. I hit an old guy, hit a young guy, hit lottery tickets. Thoughts on Alberto? You think you think he's gonna he's gonna win it out, or I think probably neither between him and Dulcich, but we'll find out. Yeah, if we're playing a game of either, neither, or both, I'm gonna lean neither. Yeah, but if I had to pick one, the old uh, proverbial green iPhone water pistol to the dome, 
probably going to lean the veteran. I mean, I, I, they're both good. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think of Dolchich? Dolchich. I, I mean, I, th- I think he's got a good spot. I mean, he was a walk-on and then ended up as first-team All-Pac-12. I mean, that's if you if that is your trajectory, clearly you have worked your ass off. It is something that you want, and now you're in a situation where you have Russell Wilson there. I mean, I I think it can be conducive. You, we'll find out early. You know, even if any of them have a role, for the most part, you know, Russell Wilson historically not been the nicest guy. He gives us little flashes from the tight end value, and then he just, as soon as we start to have a little bit of hope for him, he just takes it away from us. You know, but we will see. You got uh, what? Else, what else do you got? Well, I'm glad we're talking about Russell Wilson because what my my wide receiver winner was Cortland Sutton. Had to be. And, and you know, it's it's ironic. I don't want to come across as a guy who talks it out of both sides of my mouth because people are like, "Well, Memphis, you said last week that." You don't like Drake London because he's tall and he plays the X and he's he's I, yeah yes I, I said every word of that, but this is where situation matters. This is where what I think doesn't matter, because I've always said this: Marcus Mariota seems like the nicest fella in the world. He also seems like a bit of a chicken shit, and he ain't going to turn the ball loose, which is why I don't like the big bodied wide receiver with with him. Especially he's also got the tight end. But that's why I absolutely, with Russell Wilson, this is the fit. This is the signature fit. Is DK Metcalf DK Metcalf with any other quarterback? Maybe. But I, <laughs> We're going to find out real quick. But but we know a, lot, a large part of that is that Russell Wilson's that, you know, scramble around, extend the play, and turn that son bitch loose. And, that's the, and I'm not a big Russell Wilson guy. I know a lot of people could have picked him as a winner. Um <laughs> I, I think that will be too determined. I think some people were probably 50-50 with Jerry Judy. I think the best case scenario for Jerry Judy in this offense, if he's not playing for the Colorado Penal League, will, will be to get that Tyler Lockett role. But if if I had to say a guy that won, again, you were right. Up until this year, the Trevor Simeons and the Joe Flaccos and all the bums and journeymans and and Guys, they stitched together at the quarterback in at the quarterback position in Denver. Drew Locke, they were never going to unlock. No pun intended. Cortland Sutton, but Russell Wilson has the tools and the ability to unlock Cortland Sutton. So not only did he get paid in the off season, he's like what twenty six, twenty seven years old. He's entering his physical prime, and you're going to have three, probably the three best remaining years of Russell Wilson's career. With this guy, um, I, I think it's going to be tough to buy, especially given the Jerry Judy news and, yeah. and more hype on Cortland Sutton. But you have to love this as a Cortland Sutton guy. Uh, I've got a few shares, not as many as I did at one time. But I think this is the best possible moment for Cortland Sutton and his GMs, Jerry. I tend to agree with you. I have no arguments. And as for my last loser, Randy, this is going to be music to your ears because this is an argument – I don't want to say it's like 2018, but this is this is your new Baker Mayfield. And he plays for the Chicago Bears, and he is their quarterback, and he played at Ohio State and is Justin Fields. Now, that argument aside, they did this man no favors. They, they, they drafted one wide receiver, 
much later than they needed to. They didn't sign anybody worth a damn. They still got David Montgomery, who's on the the edge of his. You mean you Dante know. Pettis, the, the recent signees? No, Equinemius St. Brown? Byron, Pr- Byron Pringle? This does not inspire confidence in, in Mr. Mr. Fields? No. And listen, I mean, I could make, you know, Vellis Jones age jokes. I, I, I forgot about, about Vellis. But, like, you know, may, maybe he's good. Just because he's 25 doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be bad. That is yet to be seen. But they could have done a lot more for the man, and they didn't. And it was already not a great situation with what they had last year. And that was with Allen Robinson. So what, what what am I really thinking that Justin Fields is going to do? Do I really think he's going to improve that much? I, I Honestly, it's weird. I think this gives his – it insulates his value another year. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, th- I well, not for you. I, I, not I, for I, you. But. I, think, I think they're setting this guy up to fail. And, you know, I can, sum up, I can sum up the Bears' entire – the Bears' entire offseason – in about three seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. That's the Bears offseason. You know, I, I know, I think it was Eddie Jackson, but the first major free agent signing, the big name on the first day of free agency was a defensive tackle who ended up failing a physical. And then their, their, like their first two picks in the draft, one was a safety. A safety. You know, we talked earlier about Zach Wilson. You know, he got Garrett... He got Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and three tight ends and a, an offensive lineman. And Jordan and, and, and Jordan Fields got excuse me, Justin Fields. Justin Fields got Equinemia St. Brown, Vellus Jones. I mean, yeah, it was not nice. It was. It, it, I mean, regardless of what you think about Christian Kirk, at least he got Christian Kirk. That's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, he he still has Marvin Jones, you know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence got things. Mac Jones, whether Taiwan Thornton, Taekwon Thornton, Thompson, whatever. Oh no, it is Thornton. You're right. It is Thornton. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I screwed yeah, that up. Yeah, it's not not atypical. But but at least the 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 Patriots they drafted a, a guard. Maybe a little too early in the first round. They drafted a guard. They drafted a wide receiver after adding two tight ends and two wide receivers last year in free agency. You know, Trey Lance's situation's neither here nor there. I don't dislike Justin Fields. The reason why I don't like Justin Fields is that he hangs on to the ball too long. I believe the longest in the NFL. And we found out very quickly last year, I believe it was the Cleveland game where he got sacked 10 times. And honestly, it's probably going to get worse because his wide receivers are not going to get open. Speaking of cinematic classics, you've probably seen The Wizard of Oz at some point in your life. Of course. You know, there's the classic line, uh, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Hmm. Justin, you're not in Columbus anymore. No. You don't You don't get to scurry around behind a good offensive line and wait for one of these amazing wide receivers to uncover. In the NFL, you got to grip it and rip it, or you're going to die. So this is not really an anti-Justin you know, Justin Fields take, but I, I – I don't think he's a loser as much as I think he's mistreated. <laughs> it's it's borderline criminal. It's it's like as, as in the in the in the world of NFL GMs, what they are doing to Justin Fields is criminal. You trade up for the man to make him your focal point. He is going to be your future, and then you spit directly into his face and give him nothing to succeed. 
I, 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 I don't get it. I do. I will say though, I do think it insulates his value a little bit. I think he is going I, I to really be don't. the benefit of the doubt because of how poor the situation is. Um, I, I will just say this: the GM that drafted him is no longer there. Now, I wasn't going to share this. I, on I'm the, saying I wasn't, in, in I wasn't, the eyes of the dynasty player. Because I've been saving this for the patrons. But you know what a fan of of Vegas I am. Of course. The current number for quarterbacks taken in the first round of next year NFL draft is five and a half. Which means there's between five and six QBs that are going to go in the first round next year. And I'm not saying Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus want to draft their guy. But here's the thing. Five to six guys are losing their job next year. That's 20% of the league. 20%. I don't think he's as safe as you think he is. Now, had they drafted him? Because I've said this before. I think the Bears are doing it backwards. I think the Bears did it backwards. You got the quarterback doing, and then you tried the to, opposite of what the Lions and, and by the time that the Lions are doing as crazy as, as much as this hurts to say, the Lions <laughs> are doing it the right way. They've Listen, built the I, off, I they, wish, they've built I the offensive the line. Would trade in division and I, give us Justin Fields. I, for sure. I I think you know we've seen Jared Goff look serviceable in Detroit, and that's the kind of situation that next year, if Detroit, no, I shouldn't say if, when Detroit's drafting in the top five, right. and they get their quarterback of the future, that guy's walking into a good offensive line, good weapons. Um, they've added to the defense and. They'll, they'll be ready because some of those other guys they've drafted in the first round high that they're ready to pay, they'll be able to pay because their rookie will be on year one of his contract. Whereas the Bears are doing it bass backwards because Justin, or excuse me, I keep wanting to say Justin Fields. George, uh, it is Justin. Uh, Justin <laughs> you Fe- yourself I, I used to work with a guy named Jordan Fields. Find him on, on LinkedIn. Get at him. But, but Justin Fields. You know, he'll be going into year three. You know what quarterbacks want after year three? Money. The, the Kyler Murray, especially if for some reason Fields has a really good year this year. So I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Yes, from a dynasty standpoint, he is a loser. But I, I'm, I'm buying the losers and selling the winners, except for these two losers. I, I have a, a combo, a combo of losers. Okay. You ready? Yeah. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah, yeah. Couple of losers, you know, and, and and I like both of them in a vacuum. But trivia question, you know, I love a good trivia question. Of course. Do Do you know which team? Now I, I'm leading the witness, Your Honor. Do you know which team led the NFL in rushing percentage last year? The only team to have more rush attempts than pass attempts. Do you have any guesses? Does it rhyme with the Philadelphia Beagles? It sounds just like the Philadelphia Beagles. And the Philadelphia Beagles also happen to have one of the top five to six easiest strengths of schedule this year. So guess what they're going to do again? It doesn't mean, and I've heard the, the defense of A.J. Brown. Well, what are you going to do in two years when they have a good new quarterback? Nick Sirianni is still the head coach? Because even if Justin Fields doesn't progress, I did a little math, Jerry. More math for you. You love the math. I don't, but what do you got? It's math minus a spreadsheet. Because I can handle the math, a spreadsheet, little old. But so the, the Eagles last year in 17 games passed the ball 525 times. 
that equates to 31 pass attempts. 31 pass attempts a game. Jerry, last time I checked, uh, you can correct 31 a lot or a little? Uh, not a ton. Not a ton. And old, uh, old Jalen Hurts completed, you know, just above 60% of his passes. So okay. Like 17? 19. 17? 19 completions. Okay. So how are we going to divvy up these old 19 completions between Dallas Goddard, between Devonta Smith, between A.J. Brown, and there's still going to be some sprinklings for, you know, the Quez Watkins. They brought in Zach Paschal from the Colts. A.J. Brown, not the healthiest guy around, has missed, you know, multiple games every year, I believe. Now, Credit the man he got paid as the as the kids say he got the bag. But this guy went, I have not redone my ranking since the rookie draft, but there's no way he can be in the top five. I'm with you. Uh I think I, I mean I've been trading a shitload of them. And honestly, I've been buying other guys high just based on AJ Brown's name. Like I paid a lot for Jamar Chase in a trade. I think it was like uh too late first and A.J. Brown for Jamar Chase in like a second or something, which, listen, I, I get it. When you hear it, you're like, why would you do that? I really don't believe in Jalen Hurts. And I really think – I mean, we're talking about A.J. Brown, who has never had 1,100 yards in a season. Now, granted, he gets hurt, right? He misses games, which is part of the reason for that. I can't blame him when he misses games either. So, you know, it, I, 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 I would swing for Jamar. It, it, it's odd. I mean, again – this is another example of a team going all in around his around their quarterback. They're going to see what they got. This is the same thing they're doing with Tua. You know, this is the same thing they're doing with Zach Wilson. But again, um, spoiler alert: Vegas hey, is yo. I got, I got, I got actually a little. I got some numbers for you. Okay, you know, Jesus, you, you know, Jerry and numbers. They the, the oil and water, but we're going to give her a whirl. So you brought up, you know, about nineteen catches a game. Ish, nineteen ish on average. I'd say eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, but what's the yardage look like? Because like, I could, I could foresee, you know, maybe six or seven catches, and that'd be juicy, right? But what is each, that six or seven? Yeah, I, let's just, let's. Just, I'm I'm living in the in the in the upper echelons here. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm so so high. so so Dallas Goddard died, but okay, six or yes. seven each got you. Yes, so he got hit by a train. Yes, exactly. So let's hope. Let's talk about like the last, I don't know, it looks like about eight games here I got. Ready? Here's his passing. 115 yards, 236, 103, 162, 178, 149, 129, and then it gets a little spicy right at the end. 296, 199, 214. So if we're splitting up 17, 18, 19 catches on 170 yards, uh, what? A wide receiver five? I don't think so. No, sir. Just saying. I'm, still, it, I'm it, selling A.J. Brown on name. It's, yeah. He's going to finish he, as wide receiver 22, and you're going to be pissed off that you didn't sell him. I, I mean, you, you did the numbers, but 15 games played for Jalen Hurts, 3,144 yards. 200 yards a game. I mean, 200 yards and, and a little bit of, uh, actually 210, just a shade under 210. 16 passing touchdowns. One a game. Who's getting the one? Is it Smith? <laughs> we can't give it to Goddard. Jerry killed him off. A.J. Yeah. Brown? Watkins? Haskell? The running backs that never get any passes? I just 
this was, the, in my opinion, the biggest fall from Dynasty Grace uh, of any of these guys, Jerry. I, I just, well, Ryan Tannehill isn't good, Randy. Hey, you know what? I will. I, I bold. I'm not ready for a bold statement yet, but in my mind, I'm thinking, is it going to be a bold statement when I say Traylon Burks outscores AJ Brown in his rookie campaign? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't. Uh, think so. so, so you know, I'm not a a uh, uh, a a, a, Trey, uh, a Traylon Burks guy. So, no. so you don't like Traylon? No, I I do. I think he's going to outscore. I, that's oh, why I don't so think. You, it's, so you, okay, I, yeah. I, I got that. I got that. I got that backwards. I thought you, so. You were low no, key no, no. agreeing with me. Yes, I am. No, I'm not low key agreeing. I'm screaming from the mountaintops that I think. So, so. you're just going to borrow that as one of your spicy takes when we do spicy. Hundred percent. No, it is mine. It's mine now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I I am the captain. <laughs> so, the so so there's some winners and uh, losers, but uh, I I want to shout out the 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 YouTube chat. Mike and David and all these guys, but uh, we had an interesting question. Not football. Can, can we end the show with a non-football related question? Oh God, I hope so. All right. So Maddie Daddy, uh, Maddie presents football and wrestling. Dynasty Warzone. Love the hat and the football content. He's referring to Jerry's DWZ hat. Who is your favorite NWO member? Jerry, do you have a favorite NWO member? No, so this guy is not an original NWO member, but I will always have a special spot in my heart for X Pac, right? Like oh, the oh, suck yeah, it, yeah, he's great. The suck it is great, but you know, if we're gonna pick anybody, you know, rest in peace, bon animal to to Scott Hall, man, you got it. Uh, big, big Scott, all these guys. Um, True. So I'm Maddie. I'm not going to answer this as if uh, who is the better wrestler. I don't even remember. But I will tell you if I if I were like want to go and hang out with any, it would have been Kevin Nash. You still hear Kevin Nash on like you know nostalgia podcast and whatever. He just seems like the coolest dude in the room. You know, <laughs> a lot of fun, super intelligent. I think Jerry would enjoy his company. He's well read, um, and. But all those guys were great, extremely entertaining. And there you go, Jerry. Another podcast, winners and losers, and a favorite NWO listen, member. It, it's listen, anytime we can mix some wrestling, anytime we can mix some poker, anytime we can mix some pulp fiction, we're always going to do it. And we actually, I think we hit two of the three, you know. So that's a, I, I, I think we hit all, I think we hit all we, the three. You know, the, the, the one, you know, the one thing we're going to do at some point is, is we're going to do a watch along. We're going to do it live on YouTube. Um, I, I, we may have to have like, I, I have two, I have a two computer system. I have a computer with dual monitors for all the research cameras and bougie. stuff. And then bougie is a word that's, I, I, I don't deny it. And then I have my laptop for streaming the stream. So what I can do is I could do Netflix or Amazon prime or Disney plus or whatever. Maybe we can even do a football game, Jerry. We're going to do a watch along. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do it on a Sunday night when we have time, okay? You and I are going to pick a Super Bowl within the last 10 years, and we're going to stream along as the live play, and we're going to do the play-by-play. <laughs> I love it. I've our, actually, one of my dream jobs, one of my dream jobs would be to be a play-by-play person, so I would love to do that. 
So we're, we're, we're going to, you know, get everybody, you know, on there. So you can do this on YouTube. You can do it um, with the podcast. But you can simply go on there. We can all say, you know, three, two, one, push the play button, and we'll all go through this together. And Jerry and I will call a Super Bowl. Listen, I would, I would love it so much. Oh, that would be the coolest job in the world. Just so if, if, if you're watching on YouTube, here's what you need to do. You need to jump in the comments. You need to tell Jerry and I which Super Bowl you want to go 10 years. Yeah, 10 years is fine. I mean, I mean you, want, you want it to be sort of modern. I mean, you want to be able to relate to it. I mean, half of our listeners are probably like 22 anyway. So, you know, I think you got to keep it semi-recent. I think we have a, a, a more mature audience. I think that has to do with the white, the white in my beard. Just uh, do, do us a solid. Do us a solid. Don't pick that debacle that was the Rams and the uh, Patriots from a, a few years oh, the back. Sears Fest, the yeah. Jared Goff Super Bowl. No, <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Buccaneers. You know, KC sounds good. Uh, K, I was going to say, you know, Carolina, Denver, but that game got kind of boring. But yeah, Jerry and I will do the play-by-play. You know, Manny takes a snap. He drops back. What the fuck? Wide open. Why is your arm so bad? I don't know. It it, it was a noodle by the end. No. So so we'll we'll do that. And then, Jerry, over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, we can do like a movie. We we can like play like a like one of our favorite movies. The patrons can watch along with us. They're gonna hate it because I'm not gonna shut up the whole time. We we, we won't do like play by play, but we can like you know critique you know critique the movie in between scenes. Listen, I'm a hateful bastard, so I can always critique everything. I I, I think the first movie. I I think the first patron watch along we're gonna do is like rounders. Oh yeah. It, it, It feels like some. So if you're into that kind of stuff. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Wars. And we're going to get out of here, but I'm going to take just a second to remind you of my buddy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. Um, it's the athletic apparel I wear. If you're watching the podcast, I'm wearing one of the T-shirts as we speak. Um, it's extremely comfortable. And I'm, I'm a gym guy. I'm a gym rat. And you're supporting a small business guy. Uh, turned a, I don't say a career, a passion for being an athlete, two-time Highland Games world champion. Now he's really more of a like an adventurer, you know. He 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 wanders this globe in search of adventure, and uh, just a good dude. So head over to hviii.com or go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the app, use promo code Memphis that supports the show as well as a small business guy, and uh, that's my buddy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. Jerry, good show. I think oh, people yeah. are, I think if people are not sticking around all the way to the end, they're missing some of the funner stuff. Yes, uh, we. I actually have to foreshadow the future. We had a conversation where you had me crying in my chair a couple weeks ago about a certain quote, and I think we're going to get to that next week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, we can do. It. We can do gonna... it now. We're not that deep into the show. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, you mean, know what I'm and, talking and, about? And, that I do. I, I absolutely remember this quote. So uh, I, I live in the burbs. You know, st- standard burbs dweller. I think a lot of our listeners are. And uh, but I work in uh, in the heart of Indianapolis, and it's uh, much more diverse than the area in which I live. Just to, to be quite honest, and uh, so during the week I'm I'm in management. During the week, you know, I wear jeans and a golf shirt, or jeans and a nice T-shirt, 
Um, the shoes that I wear to work most days are Merrell's. If you don't know what Merrell's are, they're kind of like hiking shoes, but they're extremely durable and extremely comfortable. But on Saturdays, I feel like if I, you know, in our busy season, if I have to come in on Saturday, I'm going to wear what I want. Saturdays is like, you know, sweatpants day, not sweats, but like joggers. Um, you know, when it gets warm, shorts, tennis shoes. And this particular Saturday, I had baseball practice. Jerry, you know, I'm a proud baseball dad. If you had oh, Memphis, yeah. if you had Memphis mentions youth baseball, go ahead and drink. <laughs> and um, so I'm wearing my turf shoes. Now, turf shoes, if you don't know, just like they sound, they're shoes designed to play on turf, especially for baseball. And my son's team colors are red, white, and blue. And uh, so my turf shoes are red. Now, in all transparency, I wanted the blue. They were out of stock of blue. Supply chain issues happens. So I settled for the red because I'm not wearing the white. I'm not looking like the dude. Like, I'm old. I look old enough as it is. I'm not rocking, like, the white New Balance barbecue pitmaster gimmicks. <laughs> I'm just not. So I'm, I'm rocking these, uh, these all red New Balance turf shoes. And uh, I'm cutting through, and a, and, a, and a gentleman stopped me. And, uh, you know, Jerry, we all have different social affiliations. Mm-hmm. You know, there are motorcycle clubs. There's, like, uh, model airplane clubs. You know, some clubs have, like, certain colors that are attached to their club if you smell what I'm stepping in. Yeah. Now, based on the conversation I had had with this gentleman, plus his attire most days, he was a larger fan of the color blue. Take from that what you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing where this picture is being you see, painted. You, you know, there, there's a certain you have, wall. You have there, painted a few happy trees, and I'm understanding what the canvas is looking like. There's a certain walk that Snoop Dogg does that that may or may not be affiliated with the color blue. You, again, draw your own conclusion. And now, my did not like your shoes. I don't think red was his favorite primary color. And uh, as I'm cutting through, and I don't normally work in his area, I'm not his manager. He's like, yo, man, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, yo, man, why you got them fire engines on your feet? I said, excuse me? And he's like, them fire engines, why you got them fire engines on your feet? And I'm like, oh, my shoes. I'm like, <laughs> my son plays baseball. They're red. Our team colors are red. And I, I quickly kept moving, but uh, he described my shoes as a fire engine, Jerry. And I, when you told me that, I effing lost it. Because never would I ever think to call them fire engines. But to just think about your reaction as someone called your feet fire engines, I lost it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't handle it. I was I mean, m- most, of the t- most of the time I, I have like uh, street cred with these people. Mm-hmm. All the people in the plant, like all the machine operators, I'm like the, the 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 tattooed manager guy. Like if they feel like one member of management is like one of them, like them, because because you know, like there's in every walk of life, I'm, you're listen, you're, you're a restaurant I'm, manager. You have the the people who work the line, and then you're the manager. You know, in in my world, I have machine operators. They operate machines, and I am the the manager. But the tattoos, I mean, they have tattoos. You know, it's bought me street cred, but in this one case, I had none. The fire engines were not getting me any, any street. He did, man. I was like, um, okay. And I just, like, hey, I got to go. Keep keep, keep going. Keep her moving. But yeah, man, those fire engines on your feet. 
That's honestly, there's zero percent chance for the rest of my life I will ever be able to see somebody who has those really loud red shoes and not think about Randy and that story. Someone someone came into the restaurant the other day and had them, and I was just giggling to myself like a little kid because I was like, <laughs> uh, I should have said it. I should have. I should have asked why he had fire engines. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if if there's ever a time to ask someone why they got them fire engines on their feet it's a great time to ask jerry it's a great time to figure out and just see if they know what you're talking about so so there you go there's your homework assignment go out you might be careful not trying to get anybody in a bad spot but you might ask why you got them fire engines on your feet and you may ask when we'll be back jerry we'll be back next week with more Fantasy goodness. Make sure to look around for Dynasty War Games that dropped on Tuesday with our boys Jesse, Mike, and Chad. Uh, the Mothership on Wednesday, and uh, hopefully Kyle will be back after a one-week hiatus last week from the uh, Fantasy Football SmackDown. Love it. Love it. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Hate brand goods. HVIII.com. And on behalf of that man, that is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere but where, Jerry? Huh? But TikTok. God damn it, Jerry. It's the fucking bit. Follow us everywhere. God love you. See you next week. And remember, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. God damn it, Jerry. I love you. I was thinking about us calling Rex Grossman in a super. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014. So now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out? Or Yeah, it's, uh, it's a book. And then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh how to train for the highland games called training lab and one of the sections i wrote about in the book is called the hate and this was just this kind of personal philosophy i had that my brother and i had spoke about um just with athletes that we admired and it was these guys that just you know still on top still still willing to do the work to get better that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and mm-hmm. not about what had to do with anyone else so they didn't hate and other people you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m. And it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's <laughs> willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak